verses 1 through 18. And so, the two stanzas are reflecting on God, which we see in verses 1 through 18, right? And responding to God, verses 19 through 24. So, let's talk a little bit about reflecting on God. Now, look, look, when we look at reflecting on God, the poem begins by focusing on God's knowledge and how thorough God's knowledge of us is. And that's verses 1 through 6. But when we move to the verses 7 through 12, there's a different focus. Now the poet is focusing on God's presence with us and how pervasive that presence is. It says, if I go to heaven, you are there. If I go to hell, you are there. That we are never able to escape the presence of God. So now we move to verse 13 through 18. The focus shifts for a third time when the poet is focusing on God's care for us and how precious that care is. So you, you can see how verses 1 through 18, they all hang together. God's knowledge, God's peace, and God's care. And how the song in this first 18 verses is reflecting on who God is. Amen. So let's look at the other stanza, responding to God. But the psalmist doesn't reflect just on who God is. He also challenges himself with how he is personally to respond to this reflection. And so verses 19 through 24 are the responses to God. You got it? Y'all still with me? He speaks, first of all, of the responding to God with the covenant loyalty. Verses 19 through 22, he says, Don't I love those who love you and hate those who hate you? He really is showing how he wants to be loyal to God because God knows him so well. Y'all stick, y'all remember this. God knows him so well in his presence with him and so pervasive, so he cares so much for him in such a precious way. He feels drawn to respond to God with covenant faithfulness, with covenant fidelity, and with covenant loyalty. Amen, somebody. So now, heaven said, I, do I not love those who love you and hate those who hate you? He could come across as sounding rather arrogant, but he really is not being arrogant as verses 23 and 24 show because also he wants to respond to God with great humility. So he says to God, search me and try me and know my thoughts and see if you find anything in me that shouldn't be there and then lead me out of that and lead me into the way everlasting. Oh yeah, I'm going to preach in a minute. I'm going to preach in a minute. And so Psalm 39 is a beautiful poem with two stanzas reflecting on God, with responding to God that tells us about God's knowledge, God's presence, God's care, and responding with loyalty. Come on now. Responding with humility. So what I want to know and what God wants to know is what is your own 
about you anyway. Why not talk to him about it? Hallelujah. God understands the shape of you. And there's nothing that he can that can keep him from that can keep you from his presence. There's no tribulation. That means there's no drama that you can bring into your life that will keep you from the presence of God. There's no distress. There's no illness. There's no persecution. There's no failure or nakedness meaning. There's no basic necessities of your life that can keep you away from the love of God in Christ Jesus. There's no pearl or sword. That means that there's no danger that the enemy can bring. There's no weapon that's formed against you that will ever prosper, that will keep you from the love of God. God's care for you, all of you, the shape of you, every gift, your passions, that means what you enjoy doing, every ability, whether you are quiet or, or the life of a party, every experience, whether you are married or single, have a high school education or a college degree, whether you are jobless or have a high-paying job, whether you are high-spirited or get depressed sometimes, God cares about you. He cares about the shape of you. All of you, don't start singing in concert. All of you, all of you, amen. He cares so much that he sent his only begotten son to die on a cross for you. Now, church, now, now that you know that he has enough, that he has knowledge of you, is always present with you and cares for you, God wants to challenge you to respond to him with your own commitment. Don't get quiet now. Don't get quiet. Now that you know, now that you know, he wants you to respond with your own commitment to covenantly be loyal to him and to live before him with great humility. Allow the shape of you, all of you, every gift, every passion, every ability, your personality, your experiences, allow God to use them for his glory and give him praise. Hallelujah, somebody. Show others what's important to you. This is what D. 
never say anything. What's going on? Yo, you know who I am. I told you you're fearfully and wonderfully made. You know, I know you're in the parts. I know everything about you. You already know that I'm present with you. You already know that I'm caring for you. So how come you don't tell nobody? I wanna know what's going on. How come you don't share me with people on your job? You embarrassed about me? Are you embarrassed of me? How come you don't tell people in your family that you know that I say? And now that they're living, their lives will be better. But it would borrow so much money from you if you told them about me and then I'm a teacher all the time. So no. 
the shape of you. Your spiritual gifts. Your passion.
Use my passion. I can use my passion. I can use my ability. I can use my personality. 